Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Thunk Tank Podcast. In this one, we sit down with my buddy Joe for a political discussion on the Democratic Party, on the different candidates, where we stand on them, and what their chances are going into the election season. If you like what you heard this episode, then head on over to patreon.com and uh, for as little as a dollar an episode, a month, a year, one time only ever, uh, it will help us with this podcast, putting episodes together, getting episodes out to you uh, as fast as we can. So uh, stay for this one at least and see if you like it. And if you don't, well, what do you want from me? Well, we won't do a politics one next time. We'll do something more fun and funky. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, enjoy, like, share, and imbibe. I mean, subscribe. Welcome to the tank. Attention, humans. This is a thunk tank. Please insert this podcast directly into your nearest orifice for viewing pleasure. Okay, you ready? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the thunk tank. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Thunk Tank. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. There you go. Welcome. To, come into our. Come into our Thunk Tank. Luke, don't switch <laughs> to the other peanuts. <laughs> Welcome to the Thunk Tank. Come in the tank. We're thinking and we're thinking <laughs> and we're thunked. <laughs> oh my god, I'm probably more beer than man if we go far enough back at this point. Do. We're going. All right. We're live. We're live. Welcome to the cast, Joe. How you doing? How you living? Uh, you know, I'm living, bro. I'm living, living yeah. that New York difficult life. Watching you, jealous of your uh, your freedoms and uh, your life in on the West Coast. It was pretty chilly too today. It was like 56 out. It was pretty rough for February. <laughs> you know what? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, it was 56, cold, and it was I don't know, maybe 46, cold and rainy. Is it always cold and rainy there though? Um, it, it, the sun, it was raining, but the sun came out for like a good hour or two. That was really nice. So do you, would you say you have more rainy, cloudy days than sunny days? Um, yes, but that everyone says that here to keep people from moving here. We just tell everybody because uh, it's, I know, but you, you move there. It didn't keep you from moving. No, no, but like Oregon is, is, is overrun with Californians. So they just, and Californians melt in the rain because it doesn't rain there. So if you just tell them it rains all the time and there's no sunshine, they don't, they stay away. So it's kind of a false, inf- just the, the same way. If you talk to someone from Denver and you go, Oh, I'm thinking of moving to Denver. They'll say, yeah, I don't. The city's so overcrowded. The traffic's terrible, blah, blah. And they're like, Oh no, compared to 20 years ago, but it's better than my city. But they're like, no, 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 it's, it's full. Don't come here. It's a thing people do <laughs> to keep you out. To keep away the outsiders? To keep the riffraff out. Yeah. No, for how much what it rains riffraff? here, for how much it rains here, it's not humid. It's like weirdly dry. You know, you don't get like wet and clammy when you're on a hike in the rain, even if yeah, you're sweating. Yeah, I bet you don't. What? <laughs> what? Uh, what are you drinking? I am actually starting off with. Uh, well, I'm drinking an alt beer, but my first cast beer is going to be a special import I got from Scotland called Tenants Export Lager, and it's kind of the bud, the Bud Light of Scotland is how I would describe it. It's not like uh, it's not you know world renowned as a beer. It's kind of fruity though, which is nice. 
and I drank a lot of it when I was young and poor and, and spent some time in Scotland. So I love it and spent too much money on a can. But uh, any Scottish listeners, uh, well done on tenants. It's a great shitty beer. And I mean that. I mean, listen, I got to say, as an American, I'm pretty confident in saying that that beer is almost definitely better than whatever the fuck we're producing. Bud Light, Budweiser, Miller Light. I mean, it can't be that bad. No, I prefer it to uh, Bud Light for sure. But I also have some IPAs and craft beers that I don't think Scotland can compete with us on. So. Yeah, it's a good mix. True. What are you drinking though? This is a uh, a a craft beer drinky, thinky, thunky cast that we do. So, so what are you sipping on? I'm getting thunky on some Suntory Toki whiskey. I don't Japanese think that, whiskey, I don't think, you, I don't think you pronounced it correctly. Uh, well, how am I supposed to pronounce it? I don't know. That just didn't sound phonetically correct. Suntory? I don't know, man. <laughs> How's it going? Get your get your brother in law on the phone. That's right. Maybe he can help us out. How, how's it spelled? S U N T O R Y. Oh, so it's Sunduri. <laughs> now that, that's racist. I think that's how, no, that's culturally appropriating. But I'm pretty sure that's how Is you it? say it. Okay. Okay. Sure. <laughs> they say it like they say it like a drunk samurai. Yeah, that's how I uh, try. Just to like the caricature from South Park. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I was trying to channel. Yeah, yeah, I figured. All right, <laughs> all right. Now that we got that, out now of we can get on to business with the pleasantries done. So, yeah. so you were you were itching to come on the cast because we've been having some discussions lately. Uh, that uh, to set up for the listeners, I, I find it interesting because I would say politically we agree on about seventy five percent of everything at like policy. Maybe level. even more. Maybe even more, but at least that, which is a pretty big overlap in this country, um, and. But the stuff we disagree on is 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 it seems to be a pretty hot button, and, and you get pretty fired up. So I just thought let's uh, get some mics going and discuss it. So I guess I'm, you yeah, would describe I'm, yourself I'm as a Bernie bro, right? You're a Bernie supporter, and I'm Yang. Gang. I wouldn't call myself a Bernie bro. Uh, well, you Bernie gotta, bros are the guys that decided, hey, I'm gonna I'm not gonna vote for Hillary because I didn't get my guy. Yeah, you know, what, wasn't that, that decided? Fuck it. Wasn't that kind of like a, a a Russian red herring thing? Wasn't that not really real? The Bernie Bros were a bit, were never going to vote for Hillary anyways. It was just amazing that they fell in line behind like like the 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 conservatives, the young Republicans that like Yang. They're never going to vote for a Democrat besides somebody like a Yang. It's just like isn't that kind of the same thing? Uh it shouldn't be uh, because of what just happened like a couple days ago. Or, or frankly today, you know, because of the acquittal, it can't be that way anymore. You can't say like, oh, I'm not going to vote now that I don't have my guy. But what I'm saying your is they don't, that, your, they guy, don't... your guy that never really had a chance. The, the problem, here's your difference, right? Your Bernie bros had a guy that they actually had a chance to, or that would have had a chance if the DNC did not fuck him. Andrew Yang has never had a chance ever under any circumstances. Mm. He was never a realistic candidate. Well, uh, you love his ideas, I get it, but he was never realistically going to get the nomination. Well, I guess I would say it's it, people that support Yang isn't because they think he's going to win, it's because they like his ideas. And people weren't voting for Bernie in 2016 because they thought he could win. They were voting for him because either they liked his ideas or they just liked his consistency. Cuz there were people See, who looked at Hillary, uh, they looked at Hillary, Bernie, Trump and they go, "I actually don't like any of their policies, but Bernie is the most honest one 
And then it boiled He's down. He's a genuine politician, right. which, and, is, which is impossible to find. And then it boiled down to Hillary and Trump. And then it was, well, I mean, Trump's a braggadocious TV star, but I trust what he said. This is pre his presidency, right? When he was still an outsider. Uh, but, you know, that, that thought process of, well, at least I trust like where he's coming from emotionally. When he says, yeah, it's rigged, like we kind of all have that feeling of, yeah, of course the system's rigged to help the powerful and against us. And, you know, and when he said things, he's like, yeah, I know how the process works. I gave a lot of money to both sides. It's like no politician has said that on stage ever that they take that both sides take money from the same people. And that's like a real issue. And of course, he didn't follow through on any of this in his presidency because he just says stuff. He doesn't really have any plans, but. Like I don't know. I think it's not fair to get angry and label them Bernie Bros as if it was a vote against against Hillary, or it was it was spite against her for not just falling in. Lo- and also, that's something the Democratic the DNC has to get over is being like, yeah, yeah, the primary will let you radicals come out, but you should all just shut up, sit down, and fall in line after a certain point in the process they don't get it man they don't get it they don't get that they're that their most powerful voter base obviously the people that vote in the largest numbers are generally people over the age over the age of what 45 50 years old right those are generally the people that are actually showing up to vote i think it's uh, over 55 an, people in their 40s yeah, have it, kids and shit they don't have time all right, so boomers. Let's go boomers. Boomers, boomers vote. Boomers are the big... Ba- it used boomers to be... The, when we were kids, it was the greatest generation. That's who the politicians were talking to. Now it's a mix of how can That's I, who Joe Biden's talking to. That's not who Bernie Sanders is talking to. Yeah. So what point. I'm trying to say is your, your boomer DNC voters, they're voting for whoever the fuck Democratic candidate is. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. Right. Those are the people that the DNC should be not worrying about they should be pandering their can or, or using a candidate that attracts younger voters because that's the untapped potential that they have joe you're, biden you're, is not you're absolutely right and this is one of those things we agree on uh, some comedian was saying it I, I heard on youtube the other day how the party that's trying to be the party of young people and make change and and and, and progressivism it, the that the frontman for the party the leader biden right now his bus says malarkey on it like his bus, his campaign bus, <laughs> it says something like cut the malarkey. It's like, really? Yep. Like, that's not that's not even that's a phrase boomers heard from old people when they were kids. And they're the old people See? now. Like, like, really? Like, don't put malarkey on the bus. Put like yeet this bitch and have like a, a caricature of Trump or something. Wouldn't that appeal way more? See, here's here's the thing is the malarkey thing is he said that once. Right. He said it once at some some town hall or something in fucking wherever. But and it went viral people, for the wrong reason. Right, it went he missed viral that. because people were making fun of him. And he didn't so get he, that. So he doesn't get that. And his campaign managers don't get that. Right. So he thinks like, oh, man, if I put this on there, I'm really going to get the young voters to continue making fun of me. It's like, no, like young voters aren't making fun of you because of what you said or they're making fun of you for saying malarkey but they're making fun of you because you said malarkey in a serious manner yeah you now you're trying to make it out like it's a joke and it wasn't a joke you You, you actually use that word in your everyday speaking he didn't use it ironically no like if you stub your toe and say conflabbit that's a lot different than if we're like making jokes about being like finding gold in the hills and i go conflabbit (laughs) i'm doing the prospector bit (laughs) ironically yeah he meant it genuinely and Trump is bad at that too. He kept sharing Game of Thrones memes. Remember? 
Yeah, and he does. Sanctions get it. are coming, and it's like, no, they're calling you the Ice King. He was the he's the fucking megalomaniacal, uh, you know, murdering influence in that show. It it's not like, yeah. oh, it looks cool, so it must be good. It's getting a lot of clicks, a lot of retweets. See, that's the thing, man. Is is that a lot of these, whether it's your whether you're on the Democratic or the Trump side, where the Trump the Trump administration is exceptionally stupid, but I don't think they care because they know their voters don't care. You know what I mean? So it's mm. hard to hold somebody accountable when you know that the voters that they only care about, they don't give a shit what Johnny or Joe say. You know, they care what middle aged guy in Suffolk County or middle aged guy in bread in the breadbasket of America think. And they don't give a shit about what he says, mm. you know, but my, what I was going to go to was uh, what Mike Pompeo or Pomp, whatever, the, however Pompeo. you say his name. Yeah, Pompeo, right? I like Pompeo. He, yeah, it, it's, it's better. It's just that it's my let's New just, York. Let's just call him Pompeo. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he's about to get covered in the Trump volcano. Ashes, oh, I meant you know? like Maybe Pom- he is. I meant Pompey Magnus, the guy who was fighting with Caesar. Okay. All right. I was just going P-O-M-P-E-Y. to the city of Pompeii. That's fine. No, Pompey Magnus okay. was a was kind of a badass, but he ended up getting his head cut off by Egyptians, anyways. But not, regardless, go on with your your point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he shares a Simpsons meme the other day, right? Of Lisa Simpson crying because uh, she yeah. she was going to give a speech in the House, and uh, she basically she saw in the a House of Representatives, not the Simpsons right. House. Yeah. No, no, of okay. course. Uh, okay. So she does that. She goes to give her speech. And while there, she sees a senator taking a bribe, destroying her faith in American politics. And her speech was about American politics and having faith in it. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he shared that to try and prove a point to his side uh, makes no sense. Because he was just trying to troll the Democrats because it's a meme of Lisa Simpson crying, you know, about the government. And it's like, no, dude, well, you don't get it. Like the context in which the meme was created uh, uh, of the meme of the original scene doesn't match up to the point you're trying to make. It's the complete opposite. No, see, I don't even think I don't even think he thought that far ahead. I think he retwe- I don't either. He tweeted that out going, oh, my boss will think this is funny. That's that's probably the only thought process yet. Uh, Trump will like this. But, Donald will but like. Do you it. think that? Do you think that these guys are actually sending their own tweets outside of Trump? I do truly believe Donald Trump is typing his own tweets. But the rest of these guys, you don't think they have a social media manager that's actually typing their shit out? I don't know. That's the weird thing about Twitter. It's like Elon Musk has said stuff on Twitter that has cost him and his company millions of dollars because there isn't a team that has to approve it. He just maybe had an extra glass of wine at dinner and makes a 420 joke about his stock price and the SEC finds him 20 million. He's like, oh, I thought it was obvious. I was joking. Like there's not that level of separation. Um, so I don't know. Sometimes they just say weird shit, but uh, no, I, I think he was just thinking, well, Trump and his supporters will, will like it. Uh, yeah, I mean that's I, probably I, true. I that's probably that smart, true, but. and that but that's the problem with with having a voter base that doesn't hold you accountable. That's what leads to dictatorships and author, authoritarians. Because how the fuck if nobody's holding you accountable, what are you going to waste your time trying to act like you care about the Constitution for? Who who are you talking about right now? Nancy Pelosi or Pompeo? <laughs> no, no, really, Trump. Who, Trump. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That's he that, act- that's you know people were saying the whole speech rip up thing that she did 
uh, at the State of the Union was, you know, oh, you should respect the office, not the man, this and that. And, you know, trying to attack her for it. But it's nonsense. He's I mean, there's something to that, but he's shown no respect for his own office, let alone other people's office. That's the thing, man. If you if you have a boss, right, you have a boss and you walk in on them doing something outrageous in their office, whatever. It's like, yeah, he can do that because, you know, he's the boss. Like there's no repercussions for it. Uh, And it's not an exact thing because there should be repercussions for what has been done to the, Mm -hmm. you know, from the Oval Office. But you walk in on him doing some crazy shit, right? The you're pa- the not paper. you're not you're you're not going to quit your job because of it, but you're going to lose a lot of respect for that person. No, mm, I don't know if it really matters with him. The the whole you you know the whole thing about him eating paper, right? Like this predates his presidency. No, no. and uh, there might have been some reports of it since he got in office, but like he he used to do that. Like if he'd have a message or a document or something written on it, he would he wouldn't trust shredders. Or, he would just eat it. Like there's there's that's been, insane. There's there's that, been, People, m- different people who've never met each other who have said that they've seen Donald Trump eat documents before. That sounds ridiculous. It does. Completely honest with it. But <laughs> I mean, is it, are, like, does that shock you, though? I mean, it sounds ridiculous. No, it doesn't. But you didn't it, say, it I don't believe that. It's ridiculous. It's just sounds ridiculous. No, maybe that's why his dementia is so bad because of all the ink. <laughs> all the lead based <laughs> inks that he's. he's all the lead pencils and the inks that he's in the ink that so, he's been eating since the 60s. <laughs> so be- between when we planned this cast and it happened, they announced that Sanders won the Iowa uh, caucus. By 6,000 votes. Which is a like pretty that. slim margin, right? Out of a million. Very slim. Half a million, however many people were voting. Um, yeah, but so if also you, really, really small turnout, but like Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton didn't win in Iowa. Uh, like, like I was not really an indicator of who gets the nomination. So it, why do we care? Uh, because it's the first one. And it's Howard Dean, it's the one that the media has trained us to care about the most. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's just Iowa's thing. This is their one thing they get. Yes, because we're not that, we're not going to hear about Iowa for four to eight years now. Well, we'll hear about them in November. Mm, I, I don't even think they're that big of a swing state, are they? It's not that. It's just that that's the next thing that we'll hear about Iowa for. You know? Yeah, but no one cares. There's 49 other states we're hearing from. So here's here's uh, to piggyback off of that. Uh, the recent 538 poll shows Bernie in the lead. In every single state except for Alabama and Delaware. Yeah, that's And here's the thing about Iowa, right? The way I look at it is this. Uh, It's not necessarily a huge win for Bernie as much as it's a huge loss for Biden. Because Mm. the fact that he finished in fourth place behind Elizabeth Warren and Buttigieg is terrible for him. Yeah. Because his main competition is Buttigieg because he's the centrist, uh, the other centrist candidate. You know, Bernie and Elizabeth Warren are your extremist leftist socialist yeah. candidates. I mean, you know, is it that is it that historically Iowa used to look a lot more like the rest of the country? You know, it's like 90 something percent white and it, it, it's the middle of the country and it's got, you know, it, I, I just don't think it's as reflective as the actual election as it might have been 50 years ago. Uh, no, I, you could I also pick up a trend I, also, I agree and, with that. 
I agree with that. But my point is that those voters are not supposed to be Bernie voter, uh, voters. They're supposed to be Biden voters. And those I don't think the these people, and so that's what I was saying in the beginning, I don't think these people are voting for Bernie because they're like, finally a Democrat who can lead the Democratic Party in a way, you know, in what the message of the party really should be. They're just saying, this guy is the most honest guy. And if he was running as a Republican or a Democrat, like I would lean towards him regardless of his policies because he's consistent and just like, you know, has some humanity to him when he speaks. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Bernie basically an independent before 2016? Uh, yeah, I think I think he might have been an independent that like caucused with Democrats. It, he was a weird affiliate. But this is this is gets into the whole thing I was discussing with my brother the other Joe last night, which it, like close close part yeah Sousa Joe Sousa Booza breaking out the beers. It's time Yingling for, time. Yingling time. Talk about swing states drinking that. You know he's yeah. Do, do you know, know right? Do you know Do you know about Yingling? Uh, that is the oldest brewery in America. Ooh, according to the front of this bottle, this is going to ruin that beer for you. He got—I don't want you to ruin. It. I'm drinking it. He got it, the owner got in a bunch of trouble with a bunch because it's like a hipster beer kind of right. And he gave a no, not anymore. He gave well, that's because he gave a shitload of money to the Trump campaign in 2016 and was a vocal Trump hey, supporter as a small business. You got to admit that beer doesn't taste as good anymore, right, Joe? Uh, you know what? I'm still going to vote for the Yankees as hard as possible, and the Steinbrenners uh, definitely donated to the Trump campaign. You think so? so I, it's fine. I mean, are you kidding me? <laughs> They're uh, eh, whatever. All right. So me and me and my brother Joe were arguing yesterday about because um, he 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 thinks he I shouldn't have he, his words were I shouldn't have to join the Democratic Party to vote in a primary, and I mean I get that, but. He's a, you, you're like you're in a closed primary state. Are you a registered Democrat? Uh, I yeah yeah I am now. I, I switched in 2016 so I could vote for Bernie. Now, so do you agree? Like, do you actually see yourself as a Democrat if Bernie wasn't running? Would would like if it was between Biden and Warren? Would you really care that much? Or if it, let's say if it was between like Biden and pick another establishment, Biden, Howard Dean, and John Kerry, like just three of the same people were all running, and Hillary, throw her in the mix again. Like, would you? Well, uh, would you it's, it's still not care? So much who the Dem It's not so much who the DNC candidate is. It's more so who the Republican candidate is. I'm more anti-Trump than I am Democratic mm. voter. So why don't you why do saying? you think? Okay, yeah, no, I I get that, and I think that's where most people on truth, the left truth, think. Truthfully, land. truthfully, I'll say this: uh, if I wouldn't have voted for Ted Cruz, uh, but I, I'll be honest: if if my if the if the choice in 2016 was either um, I, this this is going to sound like favoritism, but like Mitt Romney. Uh, or or Hillary Clinton, I probably would have voted for Mitt Romney. I, yeah. I, I you know I I hated Hillary that much, but I still like I felt dirty but, voting for but, her. So you know if, what I mean? You, if you take, I did too. If you take uh, Trump's, you know, bombastic, racist, whatever, like his inappropriateness out 
his disregard, disrespect for the system and norms. If you take all that away and actually just look at the policy he's affected, isn't it kind of similar to what Romney would do? Slashing taxes, slashing benefits and, and services, trying to just defund government programs. Like That's why he's still the nominee. Trump is smart enough to know where the Republican bread is buttered. He controls the base, the right-wing base that controls the primaries, but he's doing what the people in charge want which is, you know, the smaller government, less taxes, less services, all, all that crap, pro-business, quote-unquote. And it, it isn't that kind of the same thing that we're going to get from any Republican president? It's just Trump uh, is, is it's wrapped in a shit sandwich, so it's, it's less palatable? I don't, I don't, think, I don't think that uh, disregard for the rule of law and the constitution of the country is a shit sandwich. I don't think mm. that's just the bread around the same Republican nonsense. But I let's don't. say I think let's say his second term. Let's say he learns his lesson from impeachment and his second term. He's not going to. What do you mean? Learn I, it? Like, I did know you see his not. speech today? I know. he's. Did not. you see it? Like, I did. He's not. He's not going to learn. His lesson. He really is a stand up comedian. Like he should have lost in 2016 and just be doing theater tours and just doing stand up acts and charging a door price until he and dies. He, yeah. And he would. I think he would have enjoyed it more. And I think his supporters would have gotten more out of it now than they do now where like friends and family of theirs are calling them a fucking idiot to their face. And like, you know, basically cat hissing at them. Like I assume if you have any Trumpers in your life, that's how you are. <laughs> Just when they start trying to say crazy shit to you, when you try to accuse Trump of some illegal shit, they go, well, you know, Hillary It's like, she's not working. What do you, why are you bringing up this unemployed old lady for so um, it's not even just I, the Hillary stuff, man. It's the Biden stuff. And I, I say all the time, it's like, I don't like Joe Biden. I don't want Joe Biden to be the candidate. But yeah. I also don't think that what Hunter Biden, yeah, Hunter Biden, that like what, what went on there should be investigated, not relevant to why Trump should be impeached. Because if you if, if his idea was to uh, if he was truly trying to, uh, you know, eliminate corruption and whatever, however they're trying to spin it. Yeah. Uh, and not use it for a political advantage. He would have just went to the Department of Justice. Well, yeah. He wouldn't and, have and went the, to a and the, power. The right wing hack argument is he goes, well, he wanted to see he was trying to do a good job. He wanted to see where this corruption was. So if he could get information on Ukraine, he could give that to the DOJ to make sure it's stuck. It's nonsense. And you know it. I know it. I mean, come on. Anybody anybody with half a brain knows that it's nonsense. But the problem is you still have people on the Trump side where your your hardcore Trump supporters are not. Uh, they're not just going to they're not just going to ignore facts in the Ukraine thing. They're also going to get super defensive and basically uh, call everything a big conspiracy theory. And it's like, no, like I'm, I'm trying to present facts to you and they're rejecting facts. Yeah, that's what. You know? Yeah. So, because I have a few questions for you, I'm just going to keep throwing them out at you. Why? Mm. Why do you think Bernie will has a better chance of beating Trump than Andrew Yang? Not saying, not in terms of obviously Bernie has a way better chance of winning the nomination. Let's say everyone else dropped out, and it's Bernie. And by the time it gets to New York State, it's Bernie and Yang are left on the ballot. That's the state you're voting in, right? And they have pretty much equal delegates or whatever. You know what I mean? A vote either way would count still. Why do you think Bernie is, is the better candidate? Because you said to... So, yeah, we'll start that. Because you said to beat Trump, you care more about beating him. You're more anti him than pro anybody. So why is Bernie the best guy to beat him? 
because you have a very uh, anti-establishment. Well, let me put it this way, right? Why is you're asking me why Bernie is the better candidate to beat Donald Trump than Andrew Yang, right? Right. Yeah, he's clearly. I mean. There's so much to get into there, uh, whether it be racially, policy-wise. Well, just because I, I disagree with you on it. I would say the opposite. So that's why I want to see where what your biggest, what how, you think the biggest reason is. How um, How is Andrew Yang attracting farmers in uh, Wisconsin to vote for him? How, how, is, he, how is he attracting uh, uh, industry workers in Michigan to vote for him? I think he's doing a great job with the Michigan guys because he's pointing to the, the uh, I mean, it's right in his stump speech. He's been pointing to, he says, I'm not running against Donald Trump. I'm running against the issues on the issues that got him elected, which was autom- his, his big pitch, whether you agree with it or not, is that automation in the economy and the, uh, the way our system is set up. So profits go to the owners and not the workers. Like when you improve, improve efficiency, like the American worker is the most efficient, productive worker in the country, in the world, but we don't make a lot of money. It just means for the amount of hours you work, how much money is earned for the owners of that corporation or the shareholders or whatever. And he says, yeah, it's it's because your jobs are... The, Trump was the only one who addressed the issue. He just gave you the wrong answer, the easy, emotional one, which is it's the brown people. Vote for me. I'll put it, build up a wall. We'll keep them out. You'll get your jobs back. But when you go to factories, this is what Yang says, you don't see wall-to-wall brown people and immigrants working there. You see robots with a handful of people working there. So I, I think he can do really well with the farm. And also Trump screwed over the farmers. Who? Why would they trust a you know uh, an, an old Jewish man from the northeast from the super liberal northeast who wants to just give everything away i wake up and i take care of my corn every day i know that everything costs something there's no such thing as a free lunch mr sanders yang's got uh, yeah, math baby I, I i don't i don't necessarily disagree with uh you know uh ubi universal basic income or any of that but my thing is uh, and i've said this to you before is i think he's ahead of his time i don't think that right now that is the hot button issue that people are worried about. And that's where American politics is, is you need, you need a candidate uh, that is more of uh, somebody that's going to shake the boat. You still need that anti-establishment type of candidate, which Bernie still is, whether or not he's been in the Senate for, you know, for Mm. 40 years. Uh, And the way I see it is, Say again. He's a career politician. I think it's the phrase you're looking for. He is. On. No, 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 he is. He is. But mm-hmm. while being a career politician, he was also, you know, doing, uh, you know, go ahead. go ahead. No, I was just burping. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I, I get that. But I would say that Bernie extremist politics works better now than uh, than logical politics. But but I, was, I will say that. And that sucks. I agree that, that sucks. But it's but it, it's the reality of American politics right now. So. Like I was making a joke when I call him a career politician because Hillary Clinton made a dig at him last week in an interview and said he's a career no, politician. I, I, I nobody likes him. Uh, nobody wanted to well, work that's with him. Nonsense. And well, we I think that nonsense. was I think that was her genuine. That was her being trying to be genuine because she realized that's what fucked her over in 2016. So I think she was like, yeah, I'll tell you what I genuinely think of Bernie and like what I picked up from, you know, uh, what the atmosphere was because she was a senator and it was like yeah nobody wanted to deal with bernie because he was focused on his issues and probably not that into making a deal he wanted he just wanted to tell you about the one percent or like i could understand it being tedious but 
Yang seems to have a better like as a as a business minded person, and especially he was in education. I just feel like he would be better at communicating and negotiating with the other side than Bernie is just going to call them out in a way that is going to make them get their I th- backs I up. I think you're going to. I get it. I get it. Yeah, he'll. I, I just see Yang as being more. Yang. Yeah, Yang's more conciliatory. He doesn't have decades of political baggage and all that. He can just come in and be like, "Well, this is what the math's saying, and it makes sense. I'm going to explain it. Why don't you think that yeah, works?" Yeah, but, but who are you explaining that to? Who are you? You're explaining that to people who bought into Trump rhetoric in 2016. Like those people are not going to listen. They don't care. I don't know. He's had a lot of people say, "I voted for Trump because he." You know, Hillary Clinton wasn't going to Michigan and saying, "You know, I know your jobs are gone." Uh, it, I can help. She was go. She was not showing up, and she was going to fucking New York and, or you know California and saying things are great. Let's keep this Obama train going. And a lot of people were like, "Yeah, Obama years were not great for me. I, you know, I my bills are still going up. My income's not. And hope and change. Nothing hoped or changed for me. And now that she's just going to say, yeah, everything's great. Economy's great. And for a lot of people in those swing states, like, no, things aren't great. One candidate saying it is, and one isn't. And not only, and if it's Yang versus Trump, one is saying things are great because I'm in and I'll make them better if you keep me in. Or they'll say things are getting better because of me. The only reason they're not great is because the Democrats are stopping me. And Yang is going to say, no, things are actually not great because of A, B, and C. These are my reasons. Here's what I think can work. And I think it appeals to people. It doesn't appeal to enough people. Hmm. I, I still think the biggest the biggest criticism I hear of Andrew Yang is not his policies or his positions or how he speaks or anything or if he's qualified. It's well, he doesn't have a chance, and like that, and that's that's really disappointing because it's it's well, this is the time know, where he should have a chance. It, it really disappointed in in, no- that. in November is when right. you should say he doesn't have a chance. Now is the time to give him a chance in the selection I, process, right? No. Nah. I, I truly nah. do not believe that he has a. I, I really don't. Uh, I, I don't see how he. I mean, just uh, he can't attract enough Democratic voters to win the Democratic, you know, to, to win the Democratic candidacy. He's not pulling Trump voters because he, is, though. he does better with, <laughs> no, 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 let, with let me, Trump let me voters than point. anyone besides Bernie. They're the only two who That's, do well with Trump voters. No, no. I think you'll pull some Trump voters with Bernie. But um, yeah, but more with Yang. Uh, it's not entirely true because a lot of the Trump voters that you're trying to pull have to are going to have to uh, research Andrew Yang because they have no fucking idea who he is. Yeah, like, but I'm I saying think, like, just, the- no, 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 just, just listen to me. Okay. Just because me and you just because me and you know who Andrew Yang is, and we've been paying attention. There's more people that are not paying attention and there are no, more people that only know the big names, which are not Andrew Yang. From the Democratic Party, you know, so there's enough people saying like, yeah. hey, yeah, no, I, I'd vote for a Democrat if it's this guy. Uh, I don't think there's enough of them saying like I'd vote for them if they choose Andrew Yang. And it's the same thing that Bernie went through in 2016, where I have, you know, uh, you know, somebody personal and very close to me that says they would have voted. They would have voted for Bernie in 2016 if it wasn't Hillary. Right. So to me. You don't have a Bernie doesn't have a, have the same level of baggage that Hillary did. No, you're right, but it it kind of feels like we're making the same mistake that they made in 2016, which is they're trying to win the election that happened already. 
like, oh, we need Bernie, we need Bernie, because he could have beaten Trump in 2016. That doesn't mean he's going to beat him in 2020. The things he was running on was, hey, Obama's the Obama presidency was supposed to be hope and change. And after the Bush era and the neocons, like just ransacking the government to try to privatize everything to pay Halliburton and their buddies for stuff that's supposed to be provided for us at cost. You know, he, he like that. He said, no, like no, no bankers went to jail in the crisis. The one percent made out. Nobody got punished and except for the ninety nine percent. And. Like nobody gives a shit about that anymore. The last four years. That's not true. Uh, That's not true. Okay, uh, outside true. outside of the New York bubble, I have to say sorry that you live in. Uh, a lot of people have been doing better. Like small to not small businesses, but medium to large businesses have been doing great under Trump. And it's artificial. I'll admit that it's because he cut taxes. So you just cut their costs basically. But there's you know later effect when you you're running a deficit forever. It doesn't work. But like and not only running a deficit, but also yeah. increasing the deficit at a record-setting pace. But smaller businesses are like feeling like they're doing better. Like, oh, that that took a little bit of tax break off of me. Like, the economy is crushing it. Rich people are spending money, and that looks good on paper, especially to like the middle class, which is dying, but it's still there. And they get a little bit of that trickle down when the upper class gets for every ten dollars they make they get a buck in the middle class you know it's not fair i'm not defending the system but for a lot of low what's the term low uh frequency no low visual uh dumb voters i forget the term low information voters that's the the phrase that the status yeah that's a good one the low information voters like they just see the economy's going well i got a truck i got a credit card with a great interest rate like Things are going good. Why would I get this socialist coming who is going to scare me? Well, everything's going to, all prices are going to skyrocket. Look at Venezuela. You want to spend $60 for a roll of toilet paper? I just think the the voting against thing, which is what happened with Hillary in 2016, people voted against Hillary rather than for Trump. I think that's how he won at a big degree. And it, I think people are going to be voting against the scariest form of Bernie socialism. That is what Trump's going to push. And I just see Yang's as Yang is a capitalist. He made his money in the industry. He's not been a government employee for the last 50 years. And he and he always says, no, this isn't people say, how is this not socialism? You're just going to give government is going to just tax people and give money to people. He goes, no, this is capitalism where your income doesn't start at zero. You're it's a yeah, but there's enough people. There's enough people that don't think that they're going to get taxed heavily to fund Bernie's ambitious socialist, quote unquote, socialist yeah. plans that they will not research it. Again, low information voters, which is like a majority of the voters in yeah. this country. You know, so there's enough people and I'm not I, I'm just. To me, the way I look at it is this, right? I don't see I don't see Andrew Yang, regardless of how he's he's a super intelligent guy, very smart guy. Uh, I don't see them even listening to anything he says enough for him to gain the votes in farm country. For Andrew Yang, see, I I don't think so. He does pretty well in these places. Like I know he only got five percent of the vote I mean, got in let, Iowa. He got a yeah, he got nothing in Iowa. He got five percent of the vote though, and that's what he was polling at. So like, it shows that those numbers are kind of accurate for him, but. 
Like he does really well with the truckers and stuff. He's not going to win the union endorsement because those guys are tied up with DNC heads. That's what Biden got. Like, I, I don't know. I just I think part of it is just name recognition from the, the two names people know are Biden and Sanders. And nobody knows what a Buttigieg is. You know, people in the Midwest no, do. No, no. Buttigieg, Buttigieg has enough. Uh, and I think him being gay plays a large part in that. Because people are like, oh, shit, first gay candidate, just like Hillary. Oh, yeah, first, he, I don't actually candidate. I actually don't like Buttigieg. I'm curious to hear what you think. Uh, about him. But I get a very like fake practice. He he feels like he feels to me like a guy who wants to be an elite who wasn't born an elite. Who's like, I'm going to earn my way into being an elite rather than like a Bernie or a Yang who says, yeah, I don't really care about all that. I'm just trying to offer solutions that work. I feel like he he seems very self motivated, and that just scares me in any politician. I get oh, that no, a little he, bit, he, a little bit from Elizabeth Warren. He looks Warren like if, too. You, if you took if you took a uh, you know the mold of a politician and said, "Hey, let's yeah. make that into a person." That's Pete Buttigieg. Yeah, like that's him, who he is. Him being gay, I really don't care at all. No, no, no. That's not relevant to, but but it's relevant to like 50% of the country. Right. But, <laughs> but, but I'm saying me personally, I really don't give a shit about any of that. Oh. No, I'm, I'm with you, man. I don't give a shit at all. You know I don't care. But the fact uh, that he's running for president and uh, constantly on the campaign trail, there's no way he can be doing a good job as mayor, right? Like that, that upsets me. Or like Tulsi Gabbard's in trouble. The governor of Hawaii is like, yeah, she should resign. She's missing like 80% of the votes in Washington. And we're like a state that is out in the middle of fucking the Pacific. Like we need an act, an advocate there for us. Like we don't share a border and highways with all these other states. We need someone who's going to be in there. And she's just not showing up because she's busy trying to campaign for an election she can't win. It amazes me she hasn't dropped out yet. Amazing. I'm not. Re- I think I'm not really <laughs> a big fan of her to be honest. But uh, no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not asking whether you like her or not. I'm just saying, like, I, I don't. When you're when you're pulling at the numbers she's pulling at, and you haven't been in a debate at a debate in months. Like, why why are you still there? Just so you control Hillary Clinton? Like, no, up. she's either she's <laughs> trying to get a her name and she wants a you know a cabinet spot. Or, she's another one. She's grasping for a political spot. Whereas Yang made his money. He's doing. He doesn't need to do this. This seems more like the founding father man. That like Washington, George Washington lost money every time he was away from his farm because he he like had family members that he would have to put in charge and he knew they were incompetent and did a shit job and like he was a slave owner so slaves don't work as hard when the master's not around big surprise like why would they so he just every year when he was general of the continental army his farm his business suffered when he was president he was losing money the whole time he did it because he saw it as a public service same thing with jefferson and a lot of those early guys um and I, I just I get that from Yang. He could have just stayed retired and enjoyed his retired millionaire life with his perfect Asian American family, but he's like, no, I'm going to go in and kind of ruin my personal life. Like he can't go to a Walmart after this election. He can't just sit at an Applebee's or a Denny's. Like he's fucking too famous now. He's the UBI guy, and I feel like he did it because he feels that public serviceness to it, and and I just like that. I don't see any other candidate with that mentality with Bernie. I don't care if he has that or not because he's been so consistent and I actually believe what he's saying. I believe he believes what he's saying. Yeah, and so, I think that plays well with a lot of voters. Oh yeah. Uh, especially I think that plays well. It's just like, yeah, like he's he's been the same guy. He's been saying the same thing for so long. Yeah. That 
Like, you can't go back to, you know, uh, I'm sure you can. Listen, he's been a politician for fucking 40 years. I'm sure there's some point where he flip-flopped. But generally speaking, like, you know, on the major points he's trying to make, you'll be hard-pressed to find somewhere where he was like, yeah, do this, yeah. but, nah, you know, now it's more popular to do that. Whereas that was, like, 50% of Hillary's problem was the fact that she's been a career politician and mm -hmm. that she's been just shitty. You know, whether it be criminal justice, whether it be marijuana legalization, whether it be any, you know, the climate, gay marriage, you know, she was she was the yeah marriage. She was the other way when it was popular to be the other way. And then in 2016, all of a sudden she was pro gay marriage and she was pro, you know, protecting the environment. She was pro, uh, you know, uh, criminal justice reform. See, I don't even care about all that because I get it. Politics is the art of getting what is possible done. So you have to say and do things. But what bothered me with her is she has been in it long enough is, is specifically when she was the first lady, you know, first ladies always pick a thing. Michelle Obama's was vegetables, which offended everyone. Hilariously, <laughs> Milana's is is bullying, which her husband is like bully, cyber bully in chief. So I find it amazing that she made it bullying. Uh, but um, um, man, I just spaced out. Uh, oh, yeah. So Hillary's was health care. She wanted to get to take care of the kids and to get you in and she was pushing like a single payer universal something. And she pushed it publicly and said, yeah, this is what I'm going to work on. And it scared the insurance companies and the healthcare industry. Cause like, Oh, she is a politician in her own right. She's just not a, uh, you know, a, a wife, a pretty face to stand next to her husband. She's, you know, a shark of a lawyer and a legal mind and she's got political ambitions. So they're like, Oh shit, she could really make a headache for us. So they talked to her she all she did was like she changed her whole platform to like childcare or something for single mothers. And it was just some bullshit thing that got added to Medicare or whatever. And then in her 20, 20, 2000, 20, 0, 0, sorry, uh, her 2000 campaign for senator in New York, they gave a shitload of money for her election campaign. So I just saw that as her saying, hey, here's something I think I believe in insurance company saying, could you believe in it for less if we help you get elected? She said, yeah, that's absolutely. That's my whole thing. Sure. And like little things like that make me just eh, on her. Whereas Bernie, if you look at it, like Elizabeth Warren said, well, you told me that a woman couldn't run for president in the last debate. And he's like, I never I never said that. And then, and his voting record backs up. His, and then there, there's know, a his, clip of him from the there's a clip of him from the 80s talking to a school yep. like a school class. Well, there's one of him talk there's him talking at a rally, but there's one of him talking to like elementary school kids where he's like a woman can be president and should someday, and it's up to you kids here to grow up and run for that. Dude, like a message. He's, that, he's been talking about income equality, whether it be you know just between yeah. the rich and the poor, or whether it be between the genders or the races. He's been talking about income equality since you know way before he was running for president. So I kind so, of the, I mean, the the gender pay gap. Uh, I think it's kind of a a a, a false thing. I, I don't think it. I think it's very misrepresented in the media. I don't know if Bernie. Yeah, Yo, you're gonna get you're gonna get Joe Rogan for saying that. <laughs> I mean, it, it's true though because it's all jobs held by both genders. It's not like it's not you as a bartender. Like the females make seventy five cents for the dollar of the males. It goes no. You're counting all the waitresses that are women and all the CEOs who are men. So, yeah, maybe it's a corporate culture thing of who promotes to where, but it doesn't mean specifically, oh, you're a woman, I'm paying you less. And, and even Obama repeated it in a way that was disingenuous. But uh, 
anyways, so uh, I had another question for you. I'm forgetting now. Um, something about Bernie. Oh, oh, now I remember. So hold on, hold that thought. I need to get a beer. Okay, he's gonna grab a beer. Uh, I'm gonna keep talking because that's what we do here. I have a serious question here coming up for Joe, and he's back. So, oh, he's got to plug his headphones in. Ugh, it's tough dealing with such unprofessionalness. See, hold on. Stop commentating for a second because I heard you from my headphones at the bridge. <laughs> okay. Wouldn't that have been a perfect moment? A perfect moment for a quick break advertisement. Read a few fucking la- ads. We don't have And ads. then come back and. I, yeah, I know you don't have. Them I yet, wrote the time but. down, and I'm probably gonna just cut that section out while I was trying to <laughs> tread water. But you don't want dead air, so I just kept talking. But yeah, the uh, so so my question was gonna be, uh, it's not really a question; it's more of, of a position as a Yang supporter. Somebody going back to what you said, somebody who's uh, ahead of his time to the point where you think he's unelectable. You know, I kind of think that Bernie is time has passed him by in, in a lot of the same ways it has for Biden. Uh, like Bernie, I, I really think Bernie's solutions make sense 30 years ago. If you look at like 1990 and NAFTA and what was happening to workers in the middle class, the idea of getting healthcare costs off their back, the idea of college loans, you know what they ballooned into. And these are all things he was talking about then. Uh, I think it, it was really really innovative things that could have helped. I think 30 years later, they're going to be way less effective. Like his idea, everyone goes to college. Well, I'm sorry, but as somebody, as an adult, you just, you, you, you start to learn how the world works as you age. You learn yet. Oh yeah. The government does kind of suck when you have to deal with them or any entity large enough, the DMV fucking HSBC, the post office, like anything of a certain scale and size, it's going to be. What does HSBC have to do with? Oh this? my god, I, I tried to cancel my account with them today. I was on the phone for forty-five minutes. I was like, "Yeah, I want to cancel my credit cards." They're like, "Okay, what's the number on the card?" I went, well, "I don't have it here." And they're like, "Well, I need the number." I was like, "It's from you guys. You can't tell me what my credit card number is that you issued me." If anyone well, besides you think you're the only, you think you're the only Johnny Labriola with an HSBC credit no, card? I, I gave them my social security, my address, my phone number. Like they quiz you. They're like, uh, what, "What's the last four digits of the number you're calling us from?" Okay, uh, and what's your social? Like they don't say, "Oh, this is it." Like they they quiz you to make sure it's you. So I give them like three or four identifying things. And, well, we still need that number. Oh, we need to change your address, update your address before we can cancel your account. Why do you need to update my address? Well, the computer needs a new address before, like, because I can they're going to send you a cancellation letter. Yeah, you shouldn't I'm, have even told them your address changed. Uh, exactly. But they're like, well, I heard it, so now I can't do it. And it was funny. They actually said, oh, and why are you closing the account? I was like, well, you guys uh, were doing money laundering for Al-Qaeda and the drug cartels, and I just don't want my banking to be connected to terrorism. And she went, okay. Did so, you say that? Yes. And so she said, okay, I'm going to put down that you weren't satisfied with the service. And I was like, that's fine. Because I was like, there, I doubt there's a we don't like terrorists <laughs> box when you cancel your service. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like I but, feel like not satisfied with the service is fine. That's a perfectly reasonable response but, for them. But because at the end of the day, you were not satisfied with the service but that they were providing to Al Qaeda. Well, I mean, I'm sure they maybe if they provided the same service that they provided to me over the years, then it's probably a good way to help take Al Qaeda down. 
because they just are a shitty organization. <laughs> but that, it was, yeah, I just had to say that. And she went, uh, okay, because she's some lady from some other country. You could tell by the accent. Bro, she's so it's like, she she's doesn't probably care. some poor woman in Bangladesh, and you're berating her with political issues from America. Like, I she doesn't give a shit. I didn't berate she's her. She's making like eight bucks an hour. She's making way less. She's making probably like $2 an hour to answer so phones racist. and listen to you bullshit. It's probably yell. a great middle class job for her. You don't know what you're saying. No, but anyways, my, my point no, is it's it's not it's not the point. We're getting off track. Shitty job. We're getting off track. Fine. I don't really care about call centers. That's a whole other episode. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll cut that out. My, no, no, that's staying in. But my my point is that I I just think Bernie's solutions are outdated. It's you know like it's too late. Like I just see him the way the, the my whole point what of it doing? of big bureaucracies and organizations not able to handle things is uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> Joe's in trouble. <laughs> I'm I'm in I'm in big trouble. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's good. Okay, let's, let's go. Um. So the the uh, shit, what was I just talking about? You keep interrupting me. I keep forgetting. Oh, I I, I personally, you know, I so apologize. so the 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 you know we don't you get to a certain age you just don't trust the the government with certain things and. I just tell me how tell me how accurate you think this really is. I see free education as being the government is going to do what they did with healthcare, which is to provide Medicare and Medicaid to poor people instead of coming up with a cheap cost-effective system, they're just going to write a government check and overpay the insurance companies to provide you the care you can't afford. And I see the same exact thing going with education. College uh, tuition rates have gone up, what, a thousand percent in the last 10 years? College degrees aren't a thousand percent better or more valuable. Like They haven't improved in quality or the money they can earn you, but yet they just keep running away. So I see if Bernie gets in there, he's just going to write checks to community colleges and trade schools, and costs are going to go up even more because they're going to go, oh, wow, look at our enrollments are going up. And so much much is just going to go to the fucking administrative costs that is what's killing education budgets to begin with. You don't think that would happen? No, I don't. I think there's going to be checks and balances put on the colleges beyond just... Uh, alleviating the yeah, price see, of you know uh, alleviating current student debt. If, you don't if think Bernie was also, running, if, if Bernie was running for a king, I would say yes. But unfortunately, he's going to be in charge of a Congress and a Senate that don't like him, and he doesn't have decades of deals with. If anything, they're the lobbyists for people already in office. When he gets in, are going to say, "Yeah, Bernie's going to push this education thing." You got to make sure that like one of the things you slip in is that like administrative costs don't get cut or, you know, administrators get to reserve the right to this or it's going to be the same thing that happened with Obamacare. He wanted a single payer system. Instead, we just pay the insurance companies and, you know, we say, well, you you can't do the pre-existing thing. You have to cover everyone, but you could charge whatever you want. Like you can raise your rates at certain intervals, but at every interval, they raise them the maximum and it fucked people over. And I just see that happening with Bernie's plan for education, with Medicare for all, with all of his plans, because it's it's and that's and it gets boiled down on the right to who's paying for this. Where's the money coming from? I think really what they mean is it, this is not the most effective way to get those services to people. And Andrew Yang's, his approach just seems to make more sense to me. It seems to be based but in math, why, logic, why, and business. Why, though? Why? Yeah, just because he says, oh, I'm going to give everybody $1,000? Like, what What else is he saying? So for the Besides- education thing, he said he's going to go to them and say, 
because it's only like I think it's like he's gonna negotiate. No, he said he said they get they get like twenty percent of of uh, I think it's less a little less than that, but around like twenty percent of college budgets of higher education uh, tuition budget is federal loans and grants and stuff. He said he'll just write an executive order to freeze it unless they cut their costs by twenty percent. And this is where him as a real businessman, not a fake one like Trump, it comes in handy. He said, yeah, I know what they're going to say. They're going to say, that's not possible. We can't do that. This is draconian. It's illegal. You blah, blah, blah. And he goes, but then when I say, okay, that's fine. You just don't get the money then. You can charge whatever you want. They'll find ways to cut the costs. And then when they do... So he's going to strong arm the colleges into agreeing to his and plan. Honestly, you have to because the problem with college costs is the people who are deciding how the money gets spent are spending all the money on themselves. So like his approach no, to, I, I get, I I'm going to break that, that system. That, Nobody else has said that though. Like it sounds like Bernie's just going to pay them what they say just to fill up the classrooms, build more classrooms. Everyone gets a degree now, you know, and, uh, and Andrew Yang is saying, I think rightfully so is, well, okay. You give everyone a degree. What? There's still no jobs. The robot took your job. Now you have a college degree for a job that did great. The degree didn't cost you anything, but you wasted four years of your life rather than doing something worthwhile. Or you're, you got a degree in something you're good at rather than you're passionate about. And the, I know. I, I get and it, our society most- and economy are transforming because of the robots. And this is this is our chance to change it up and go yeah, yeah let's change how we view work and what, life and money and all what that. what tan what tangible college educated jobs are the robots taking right now uh so call center it's jobs not, it's not it's not driving trucks it's not call centers it's not you don't a lot, of, a lot of people at, a lot of people center. at call centers have college degrees a lot of people uh, yeah th- that's fine, but that's because they couldn't find a job in their in their field. That right, they went to college just, for. You, not, they you didn't just go to fucking college to work at a to work at a call point. Yeah, you uh, just you call, just made my uh, point. Post. That's another thing Yang says is. I th- so that's it's, what it's I'm saying. A but good you, amount. No, 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 no. But what I'm saying is, you didn't answer the question. I'm saying what what jobs? What jobs tangibly are the are the robots taking? Yeah. Not what Accounting. are not available. Back of house accounting jobs. Think about insurance companies, actuaries, people. Uh, it, it's it's basically a lot of the economy is a lot of data collection, analysis, and analyzing that data and but, transferring but do you need it. A that's all. The, to do it, man. Yeah, that's what I'm trying yeah, to say. You totally like, do. That, and and a lot of these companies, I've tried to get jobs without a college degree. A lot of these companies, it's a four year undergraduate degree minimum requirement. They don't have a major. It's just you went to school for basket weaving. You went to school for biochemical engineering, whatever. You got a college degree. Okay, you're qualified for the job. Those jobs are all going to get automated away because why do I need someone that can take in death rates of, of people in Iowa for our insurance company? Are they going to get taken and, away in the next five years? Yeah, next 10 years. His timeline is okay. about a ten-year so that, timeline. That's why. That's why Andrew Yang is not electable. Well, if you wait too long, the problem is it's not going to happen all at I know, once we in always ten wait years. Too long, man. This is America. We <laughs> always wait too long. But let's that's not do point. that this time. Let's vote for Andrew Yang. <laughs> it's not. That's that doesn't matter. We waited too matter. long with FDR, and it made his job way harder, right? Dude, dude, it doesn't. It. What I'm saying is, it doesn't matter, and this is why American politics sucks, is because it doesn't matter what your logical response is and my logical agreement is, because that's not. A logic does typically not apply to the rest of the country. There's too many stupid people. Well, bro. that to be fair There's though, I, I, I prefer I prefer to let the stupid people have say some say if it means that the smart people are aren't controlled in what they're saying. 
Because, like, yeah, we could have a system where only the intelligent and qualified can talk and make decisions, but that always gets abused throughout all of human history. You have to let the idiots get involved because sometimes an idiot will have a good idea even if they don't realize it's a good idea. So it, it's just that 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 distillation process of ideas. I, I think it's it's not great and it's horrible, but compared to every other system, it, it's still worthwhile. But the whole thing about Andrew Yang is by like 2030 something, I think, or by 2040, like most jobs are going to get automated away, most entry-level jobs. But it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to happen slowly <laughs> over time. And if we hit 30, 20, like the Great Depression was only 25% unemployment. And it caused a global depression that led to the rise of fascism in fucking Nazi Germany. So it's like, yeah, if we hit 35% unemployment because of the robots, like what does that look like? Is that people just starving to death in their homes? Is that people living on government subsidies, fucking a wheel of government cheese sent to your house? Or is it people breaking into warehouses and ripping robots apart? Like none of those are good options. If we can just give those people a dividend from this automated system that's earning so much money to keep them engaged and part of it, they will be less likely to rip the the gates off, the bars it's, off the window and just, burn it all it's down. It's just not. It's just not because let's say you convince somebody of all that, right? You convince them. Uh, there, then, then you're also going to have a large portion of people and be like, yeah, dude, a thousand dollars a month is not helping me. In in democratic in democratic states, which are heavily taxed. Let me ask you something. It's not taxed. It doesn't go towards your income. I'm, okay, that's fine. I'm, I'm not saying that the thousand dollars is. I got, what I'm saying is, you have enough people that are heavily taxed. They're going to say, "Hey, like, you know, I'm I'm a single mom." Or uh, well, I'm, see, I'm that's some, what's great about it is it's paid. It's funded through a VAT tax, which is a value added tax, which is a very directed sales tax. So it's like you wouldn't tax diapers or baby formula. You would tax, you know, the tape, the rolls of tape that Amazon buys, or you would tax the, you know, you would tax uh, when Amazon uh, is whatever they pay, you know, whatever they're pick a thing, Facebook, when they pay for their server space, you're taxing that because they're making so much money off your fucking data that they can afford to pay that. But like you trying to buy a taco, that's not going to be a UBI tax. Dude, 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 I'm not. It comes back to what we were saying, like the electability argument against Andrew Yang. Like, what I'm trying to say is that your points and the points mm -hmm. that Andrew Yang is going to make, and these are like huge, agreeable talking points from Democrats of a certain age. There's enough people, and especially people on the Trump side, that are like, yeah, I just don't really get what he's saying. So I'm going to move on and go with the guy that's I'm going to go with the old, mm -hmm. you know, the old white guy with the crazy hair. And the Dynamite glasses. Joe. Oh, that's, Bernie. That's, huh? I thought you were talking about Dynamite Joe Biden, but you were talking about Bernie. Sorry. No, 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 no. Biden's too boring. Well, what that's if, what if Yang? Think, that's why I don't think Biden's electable either. I don't either. I think Yang is more electable than Joe Biden. I think Joe Biden will get crushed in an election by Donald Trump, as will Elizabeth Warren, unfortunately. Yeah, she's kind of turned me off this election cycle. She's just said that's done what I'm saying, man. And... Like she's she's too extreme, and the fact that she's more left or more uh, now I'm speaking from a uh, moderate Republican voter standpoint, she's way too far left for, uh, than Donald than uh, Bernie Sanders. But and and I don't like her whole wealth tax thing. That seems un-American to me. And I don't have any wealth to tax, but it really does. Because, okay, she says, oh, I just want 2% of more than 50 million. But once you start taxing that, then you just slide it. And in 20 years, you go, well, anyone over 10 million. 
It's like, okay, anyone over five million. It's like, well, with inflation, the annual income is, you know, half a million a year now. So if I'm in the middle class, you're going to tax the money I keep in my bank account. Like, I just see it getting out of hand and I don't trust her with it. But, uh, but so let's, let's say, because your main problem with Yang seems to be you don't dislike his ideas. It's just being, a I don't, it's a practicality you thing and do. getting him but elected. Like we, right? we, we've talked about this, man. I agree with a lot of what Andrew Yang says. I just don't think there's, um, I don't think there's any way he's going to beat Donald Trump in an election. I truly don't. Well, so these are different arguments because you were saying you don't think he could win the DNC nomination, which, okay, he probably can't mathematically, but. Well, no, no, I don't. I I mean, what I'm saying is. Let's Even say if he could, you don't you don't think he could beat Trump in the general election, because if you no, think about it, out of all the candidates still on the debate stage. <laughs> Still in the still running on the ticket, he is the only one Trump has not tweeted about. Did you know that? Even people that yeah, poll less, not, he doesn't matter. No, no, he's matter. he's tweeted about Tulsi and 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 Steyer or fucking nah, Delaney. He tweets about people in the news. Eh, so is Yang. He's tweeting about. She, he just had a town hall yesterday, and when you ask Yang questions, he doesn't give you like bullshit political a- answers. He was asked why. Do you think you could beat Donald Trump? He says, I'm the only candidate he hasn't talked about for two reasons. One, I'm not a political person. I'm an outsider like him, but more qualified. So he can't attack me on that because that's his selling point. And two, uh, that I'm better at the Internet than him. And he knows it like Trump is better at the Internet than all of them. That's what he did to Warren. Totally trolled her. And he trolled Obama into fucking releasing his birth certificate. That was his first big, solid impressive presidential troll he did then he convinced warren he said i'll give money to charity if you take a a thing and you say you're an indian and she goes yep see one percent and he's like lol you so embarrassed yourself that was worth it and then he's like so are you gonna give the money to charity he's like no like they're like well you promise he's like yeah who cares she's barely one percent i don't think it counts he just decided it didn't count and now she looks like a, a racist, uh, cultural appropriating <laughs> idiot. Like he is a really good know, internet troll, and and I, and Yang is, is better than is. him at it. Yang no, is no, not no, going to get, get trolled. That, but, He's not going to take the bait, and all of them, including Bernie, will. I think. I know, I know, but uh, Yang doesn't have as much of a dedicated following in this country as as Donald Trump does. Like Donald Trump mm. has like forty percent of the country, forty fucking percent of the country. That loves him and hangs on every word that he says. No, it's not that much. Okay, thirty-five. It's less. I don't think. If that's you break true. it down, so it's forty percent approve of the job he's doing. Is the poll they always say, and that includes. No, like no, I, no. Said, I, I get that, but that includes the rich people who don't want to pay taxes. You know, they don't like him, but they say, "Yeah, I approve of it" because he's not right. That's all they care about when they approve yes or no. Or my, is he charging me more for taxes? Yeah, but he fixed the roads. Ah, I don't care. Is he taking my money? Yes, then I don't like it. Like there's a certain like twenty percent of people vote that way, right? It's really like ten percent of the country because he won with what sixty million votes. Okay, and so, if, so if, even, even if if half of the even, if half of the people who voted for him actually like him, let's say it right because you got to say half of the people who voted for Hillary were voting against him. Like that was me and you. I didn't vote for Hillary. I was voting against Trump. So let's say half of the people that vote, so was I, man. That's right. not a difference. But I was say, also doing that. Right. I, I know. I'm saying we both did. So half of the people voting for Trump were voting against Hillary, right? 
so that leaves you 30 million. That's 10% of the country that were avid Trump supporters. You know, that's not that much, really. I mean, it sounds like that a lot, 30 million, so many but it's only, it's it's a tenth of the country. At a party of 10 people, it's it one asshole. politics, it's a huge number of people. Well, yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's how the system's set up, that that 10%. I know, 10, I know. The, the, and, the and 10% it, control oh, the other 90, but... That, that's why it brings it uh, full circle uh, to the point that the 18 to 34 demographic is going to decide this election just like it decided 2016 when like 50% of fucking people 18 to 34 didn't vote. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's only half the country that votes anyways. No, half the country in total, but like you can get to half, you can be uh, 5% more of the country. And yeah. then that 5% mm -hmm. of your 18 to 34s would have decided the election. Yeah. Because they're in swing states. Yeah. But I'm just saying, you, you started off by saying, you know, 40% of the country loves what he says, but it's 40% of voters, which really half of them probably actually. Exactly. I'm just saying, it's, I, it's I have to. Ratings up to like up to like 49%, isn't it? <sighs> I hope not, but yeah, probably. It is. I'm pretty sure the approval rating is up to like 49%. I'm going to fact check myself. Yeah, it's Hold it's on. pretty fucking nuts. I just think, uh, I, I think Yang also doesn't get emotional. He's not going to, he's not going to respond to any attacks. I know, or and that, that's part of the problem, man. You have, like, you can, mm. he's, he's just going to take over the stage. I think, no, I don't think so. I think he's going to. I think Yang's going to make Trump look really dumb. Like if he starts pacing, uh, I, wa I just watched Yang's town hall with Don Lemon and he goes, Oh, Hillary said she could feel him literally breathing down his, her neck. What would you do if he did that? He's like, I would look at him and then start laughing at him. Be like, dude, what are you doing? It's like, yeah. And, and then he said, he even said too, he's like, Oh, uh, why are you going to beat Trump? He's like, well, Trump is very emotional and stuff. And he's like, I'm kind of like a Spock type. Like I'll ice out his fire. It's like, yeah, you told it's it because Yang is still, enough, but he's still like it's funny. Not he's not super no, nerdy. He's a good public speaker. I think he would. No, I, I think he it. would trounce Trump. And I, Trump. and I get, I get why people. I get why he's um, attractive to a certain portion of voters, but I don't think that that plays well to the majority of voters that are going to vote. Yeah, I don't know. I also hope that it might be how Bernie. He's got he got his message out in 2016. That's what he accomplished, and that's why he is actually viable this time. So, really, I'm just hoping that four years. I love the word viable. After watching the IO caucuses the other night, the word viable <laughs> is fucking vile. It's vile. It's the worst word in the English language. I hate it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'll try not to use it then. <laughs> No, I'm 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 kidding. I'm um, just kidding. I'm but just I'm kidding. I'm hoping he'll be viable in 2024 because he'll have the name recognition and people will have idea uh, time to think of his ideas and you know consider UBI and all of his other hey stuff. Hey man, listen. Ac according to Trump, he'll be running against Ivanka. Jeez. Who's winning? 2024, Ivanka, Andrew Yang. I think Yang. Hot, but I think hot, close. hot blonde chick with a huge name recognition or Andrew Yang. Uh, Andrew Yang's pretty hot. Is he? I think so. For a nerdy forty-year-old man, I think he's he's doing pretty good. But yeah, I know. did you see? I get it. The, 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 <laughs> and he and he's super rich. So and helps. he's rich and he's cool. Yeah. And he wants to yeah. give me money. He's a rich guy who wants to give me money. And he's like, no, no, it's not because I'm nice. It's because it makes sense on paper for the math. And I was like, all right, that works for me too. Whatever. 
Here's here's a question I have for you because I've actually never uh, I've never considered this. How does Andrew Yang play with the religious sect of this country, the the hardcore Christians, your evangelicals? How does he play with them? Um, like, can can he can he pry those people away from Trump obsession? I think so. because I Trump think does so. a lot of things that are are that are anti-Christian. You know. Um, I I think so, just because his approach is not on one side or the other. You know what I mean? I I I think he would be able to pull them on the other stuff. Be like, hey, are you voting for this guy because of the whole abortion thing, or are you voting for him really because like your church lost a bunch of money this year and all the members are hurting and you you're you're all just blaming Obama because he's the guy, or you're blaming the immigrants because the plant closed and Trump's the guy talking. Like he, that's why he keeps harping on the he goes after the issues. That got Trump elected, not Trump himself, you know, and it's like, well, you feel you feel minimalized and not recognized as a group, as an as a, a voting block, as conservative Christians, because you're shrinking. He's he would be like, I get that. I want to address the problems in your community. I don't want to tell you whether your values are good or not, which is what both sides do. Like he, his approach to all the whenever he's asked those like kind of questions or like any kind of gotcha. Not that you were doing a gotcha question, but anytime he's asked like a gotcha question, he pulls it back to that overall message. And that's why people who've never heard of him when they hear him talk, whether they're Republican or Democrats, they go a certain percentage of them go. I, I, I made sense. I kind of really like this guy. And then you hear him talk more. And I, it's funny. The last political cast we, we did on the Thunk Tank was UBI, and I was very against it. I've pulled that role, and now I've ended up defending it and like defending him this whole episode. But I really do like him. As I a mean, candidate. I know it can be confusing listen, for I'm, listeners. But. I'm not. I, I'll say this right. Let's let's say we want to transition off of politics. Uh, I will say this: I'm not anti Andrew Yang. Well, let's, I'd be let's, very encouraged. I'd I'd be encouraged. I'd be encouraged if Andrew Yang was a Democratic candidate. I would, mm-hmm. but I just I, I think about it in very uh, uh, like you know the, the terms of a realist and whether I think he could actually beat Donald Trump. Uh, I don't see it, and I agree with enough of uh, Bernie's positions. To say that I'd rather have Bernie be the candidate, if that makes sense. Okay, I I, I mean I get that. Um, well, let's let's wrap this up and then we'll do another. We can do like another half hour on something else. Okay, so l- l- give me like your your closing statements because that was a good a good one there even or a good start to one. But but I'll say this. Yeah, uh, what's the, your the message policies- going forward? Uh, my message going forward, or your point uh, of view going forward, your your take. Uh, my raw emotion, to be honest, I'll give my first reaction: there beat Donald Trump, beat Donald Trump. Yeah, that's the most important thing. That is because we because we, he's a danger to he's yeah. he is a danger to American to to the future we have as Americans. I'm not saying democracy is perfect; it's not. Our American democracy is extremely flawed and extremely fixed for a certain portion of people. Uh, but this is the nail in the coffin. Yeah, you think this so? presidency is the nail in the coffin? And, and so this is Biden's big message: is four years of Trump, our system is resilient enough. American values and institutions can handle that. Eight years is light is is system changing. We can't. I he's, don't, he's been saying that for a while. No, I don't even know if it's not dead already. Mm. Like this, the impeach the impeachment trial was 
to me, it's just like, yeah, dude, it's dead. Yeah, it's like, like, I, it's I like, knew I, yeah. it was on life support as it was, but it's dead now. Like we're fully yeah. partisan. Like now the next, I like, I, I know like it, it's a, it's a running joke, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, I don't see why the Republicans wouldn't try and impeach the next democratic president on nonsense. They're going to, they're totally you know? going to, you're right. I know it's going to happen. I know. Yeah. And like, that's, that's what I mean. Like American yeah. democracy is dead. All right. Um, so I, I think I'd rather, I'd rather go through the death while, uh, you know, getting my student loans forgiven and being able to buy a home and set my family up for the next 20 to 25 years, than have to hope that a thousand dollars a month is going to help me more. Cause it's not, well, we didn't even get to this whole student loan forgiveness thing. Which okay. everyone has a different we, plan, we, and they like the, they're all kind of terrible. But uh, yeah, let's let's discuss that on a next I, cast. I, yeah, that's fine. We'll we should do a whole student time. loan cast. It's a heavy subject, or or maybe a real heavy, or, and real or maybe, depressing. Really maybe because it's going to be about how we're both like in our thirties now and can't afford houses yet. And I'm it, not so, in my thirties yet, bro. Uh, you're, don't, you don't rush me. Don't mm, fucking rush me. <laughs> it's you, it's better to just get used to the idea. Trust me. I got a month. A month from tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, crack another beer. You're in your twenties. You're young still. <laughs> you can handle it. <laughs> um, yeah. We uh we should do a whole one on millennial debt because that would cover our lack of home ownerships and our student debts and our job market prospects. That'll be the next episode, folks. That uh, we could do that. Joe, I would love to do that. Uh, Joe and Johnny give you over here. Um, all right. So thanks for listening. Anything else? Nah, dude. That's it. That's, that's it. it. We're good. Oh, uh, bonus subject. Maybe on another time. Close this one out. All right. Thanks everyone for listening to the Funk Tank podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you want to help us out, please consider leaving a rating or a review wherever you listen to podcasts and uh, share it with people you think might like it. And if you really want to support us, you can go over to patreon.com slash thunktankpodcast. We have links to this in, in the episode description and other places. And for as little as $1 an episode, you can help us keep the lights on. And you also get access to a very special Drunk Tank uh, feed of episodes. So every few episodes, we'll have a few more beers and record an extra 20 to 30 minutes of extra thunky, silly uh, whateverness. So there's a separate RSS link you can get from there. And if you put that into a podcast player, you'll get your own separate feed of only the drunk tanks. I think we have about six or seven of them out already and more to come. Thanks for listening and stay funky. <laughs>